0: check one two three four checking it hard
1: checking it hard and if you're ready for rock pod expo 2018 then you are ready for this episode of discography discussion there you go i am joe that is dan and i will do that louder much later in the day sounds good to me we
0: are live yeah, and we were just sitting here at the Nashville Palace watching everybody set up. Because we got here early. We got here early. We set up all of our stuff. It took like, what, six and a half hours? No, it took like an hour. We ran our own power. We did. That was fun. <laughs> Lots of duct tape. And uh, this is great, man. I just love watching these vinyl sellers set all their shit up, and I can't wait to go through all of it.
1: I'm definitely not going to have enough time to go through the vinyl. But if it's anything like last year, you're definitely
0: going to leave with $500 worth of vinyl. I don't have that much money on me, so exactly. if, I can, if, I can wheel, <laughs> if I can wheel and deal. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, free advertisement on this podcast for this Slayer LP. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, dude, it's lively, man. There's so many people here anyway already. We've um, already got people walking up
1: to us, yeah. introducing themselves, so it's nice to meet people.
0: Josh Toomey's here. He's hungover. And, what did uh, you expect? Great. Yeah, Buddy's going to be here in a little bit. I know he's said he's on his way. He might get jumped by security, which will be hilarious. If we just hear a loud, you know, Hadouken from the other room, we'll know what happened. But, yeah, man, we're just uh, ready to see where the day takes us. And uh, could not be more excited to be here. Joshua Toomey is here. Uh, Scott Bowling is here. Roach Coach is not here yet. I am. I'm disappointed in Matt and Oz. That's okay. I think they said they had to go out and save new metal or something like that. I don't know. Well that's their day job. I wasn't really paying attention, but that's apparently what they're out doing, so
1: they're setting up a perimeter to make sure Prowlore doesn't get in the building. Ah, perfect. Well we will have Prowlore on the show here a little bit later, so also an exclusive interview with Charles Manchin.
0: Absolutely. You know, and if we have time, Lauren Matt and Jenny.
1: Yeah, I think we can make that happen. Yeah,
0: probably. Well, we will get into all that a little bit later, and uh, we will be cutting in and out pretty much throughout this entire uh, event, so there should be a lot of action-packed stuff for you to check out. The tape will be rolling. Yes, it will.
2: All the vinyl, dude. Well, first ne- of all, let me correct you on that. I have vinyl, but a lot of it's props. So it's I actually get them burned onto this foam that looks like a vinyl. So okay. that's a big misunderstanding because a lot of people say, where'd you get all these vinyls from? But some of them I do have on vinyl. And some okay. of them are just props that look like vinyl. So I've kind of gotten on. A- well, because I was watching the first one I watched was the uh, Sunny from P.O.D. Yes. And to see you pull out that oh, Snuff yeah, yeah. the Punk. Was that a real vinyl? Um, I believe so. I think that was a vinyl, yeah. I had okay. most of his vinyls. Okay. Yeah, it kind of it took him by surprise a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, that blew my – yeah, because he stopped for a second was like <laughs> – where the hell did you get that you know like (laughs) he had this look on his face like i don't even have this you know and uh super nice guy too yeah but no like i really like the i really like the idea of like the video interview yes so much more than like even what a lot of podcasts do because i don't like me and john were struggling when we were describing it on the on the podcast is like well it's not really a podcast but Mm -hmm. we don't want to like say like it's a webcast because that's like a derogatory term right so like I don't know Would would you consider yourself a webcast or like a YouTube
2: channel or that's a good question I always just say it's like a web show maybe but yeah a YouTube channel maybe by the end of the day I'll figure out a good title for it right the premier YouTube the pre- yeah, yes. interview channel.
0: Hey, Dan, who are we talking to? We're talking to Scott Bowling from Good Company with Bowling. Oh, snap. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thanks for letting me be on here, man. This is cool. Yeah, man. It's really exciting. We uh, we came out here. La- were you here last year? I was not here last year. Yeah. And this is to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We know all about That's that
3: discography guy. discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are,
3: we, are we discussing Scott Bowling's discography?
0: Uh, not exactly. More like his vinyl collection <laughs> that we just found out is not a real collection. We just found out that half of the vinyl collection isn't actually vinyl. real vinyl.
3: Yeah, I knew. I already knew that. Yeah,
0: well, you know, <laughs> I'm not in the inner circle, so. <laughs>
2: I just
0: Yet.
3: found out yesterday.
2: So oh, okay. Right?
0: <laughs> Way to beat Josh Toomey! Well, no, we it. were just talking. We were just talking <laughs> about how when he was talking to Sonny from POD, he pulls out this Snuff the Punk final, and Sonny stops for like a second. It's like, where the hell did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
3: continue on. Fellas. Thank you, Tim. All
0: right, we have his blessing now. We'll have we'll have
2: plenty of time for him later. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Timmy's a man, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, so, how long you guys been doing your podcast for? Uh, about two years. Just wow. About. Yeah.
0: We, uh, so, basically, what we do is uh, we just talk about band discographies. That's why we were like. Because that, that's what I liked about your show is how you'll just kind of start at the beginning and go. Oh, Yo, thank you. Go further on, and that's that's like just like what we do. Oh, cool. Um, except we don't usually have the artist sitting there uh, okay. with us. <laughs> you yeah. know, a little uh, less
1: awkward if you know what I mean. Occasionally,
0: <laughs> right. occasionally we do. I mean, if we had Rob Rivera from Nonpoint went through. Oh, I had whole, Elias. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. He went through. Uh, he went through his whole discography with us. which oh, was really? a lot of fun. So, do
2: you yeah. ever have artists that have like a ton of albums, and you're like, do we really have to go through 14 solo albums right now? Yeah, we do, though. Do you? Well, yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. Right now we're going through napalm death oh cool! And so that's about for
0: 15 that. albums total yeah we gave ourselves wow. two weeks to to prep for that oh one. you do so yeah. like every
2: day you're sitting there li- that's what i do I, yeah i'm really prepped like listen yeah we cram them
0: like <laughs> like big time and it can be really tough you know like when you when you've got like an iron maiden or a mega or yeah. something like that um we got a lot of those really difficult ones out of the way pretty early on. Oh, cool! But uh, we and so,
2: uh, so do you guys? Um, you guys have other podcasts, or is it just because I know you do? Uh, you said you did the other I, one. With John. I do
0: co-host with John. Oh, cool! That was pretty recent, though. Like before that, all I did was discography. Discussing. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, mainly that was just because, like I said, when we were advertising uh, uh, your podcast or your show, yeah. was that like. I'm not very good at interviewing people, okay. so like a lot of the times I watch your show oh, and I man. listen to, and I listen to Toomey and even even listen to John to try to get better at interviewing. Oh no, people. that's a
2: huge compliment because I'm I'm learning with each episode. You know, it's um, there's not really a place to go. It's not like a school. You just kind of you get inspired and right. like you said, watch other people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much what what we do. Like, I'm trying to cut my teeth because I'm not even on a lot of John's interviews because like. He'll call me in the middle of the day and be like, hey, I want to yeah. talk to so-and-so. And I'm like, I, I'm at work, man. I'm i don't, work. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you go at work, you just go in the bathroom and, and set up all your gear and say, OK, Yeah. I got 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> right. And he's done that. Like I've, I've heard him before. He's like, yeah, I did this one on my lunch break. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's like, I, I consider myself to be pretty dedicated. But whenever I, whenever I hooked up with John, it was like, oh my god, this dude's like wow. on a whole different level of hustle, you know? That's cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've been doing it for about two years. And it's been a lot of fun. Like, we really run the gamut from, like, really brutal stuff to, like, you know, kind of the more classic, like, the Black Sabbath and, you know, Judas Priest and that sort of stuff. Right. You can say Ghost. It's okay. I'm not going to say Ghost. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, that's one of the um, – I became aware of, uh, of Good Company with uh, – you know, through Tumi's podcast, and I was like, oh, man, I love seeing the artist reactions. Like, that's my favorite part of oh, it. Oh, like, cool. Thank it, you. It's as stupid as it is just seeing them stop and think. Because like normally whenever we do interviews, it's all through Skype, and sometimes they're not on video, so yeah. we don't really get to see that type of interaction, you know, where they mm-hmm. will sit there and actually think of a really good response or, you know.
2: I like um, – it's funny. I, uh, you're talking about reactions. I love I love their reactions too, and I, I actually got to be on um, – uh, not Rich Ward, um, Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. at least yet. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is I brought all my props with me mm-hmm. to interview him, and he looked at me like a little crazy. I'd like, you know, this is a podcast; they're not gonna be able to see this. And I go, yeah, but I like, I like for you to like. I'm a video guy, man. And I got to be see.
0: visual with this, and it right?
2: worked out great. Like when we're interviewing him; he's flipping stuff over, and like, oh wow, I love that song, you know. So that worked out really good
0: how hard is it to uh to schedule the interviews because i know that's Um, one thing that's like really tough for
2: us even on skype that's a great question it's um i do my interviews on wednesdays i have two kids a wife and two kids so wednesdays they have school church everything so we we, that's when i do it when they're gone that's the biggest problem because i can work around artists because they can give me i'll say pick any wednesday any month just let me know and then it's just really the wife and kids i got to work around so, and I tried to schedule them pretty far out, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's cool.
0: I guess it's just, like, based on when they're in town, you know, like that sort yeah, of.
2: Yeah, so we've had people, like, passing through. Um, I had Rich Ward that's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So that's nice when they're in the area. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually pretty helpful. But, no, man, uh, yeah, we just wanted to pull you on
0: because, you know, we're. Uh, You're the man. Big fans. <laughs> this is great. You know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no. I feel it's like really there's cool. an
2: audience, but there's not an audience for us. I know, <laughs> like, right? Hey,
0: thank you. It's so weird because like whenever we record, like this guy is like a total, like anal retentive audio engineer kind of like. Oh, well, so you need one
2: of those. That's great. Yeah,
0: he's doing a really great job of like not freaking out at all the background <laughs> noise and <laughs> and all of that. But it's not uh, my fault this time. What oh, do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the expo so far?
2: Dude, this is awesome. I love it. Um, it's. I I'm, I'm wish I went last year too. So I'm like, why didn't I go last year? This is so awesome. Um, it's kind of a bummer about head not being here, but you know it's circumstances
0: understanding, right? Yeah, I was yeah. a little bummed out about that as well because like I was actually I worked uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday out of town mm-hmm. uh, to get this big job done so that I could be off on Friday and Saturday so I could come down and do this, and uh, I got the news from like I was in I just got done lifting like a two hundred pound like garage door panel wow and uh yeah those things are brutal man they they'll like Ouch. really they'll tear you up like yeah. and uh as soon as i got done with that i like put it down and i was like oh i got a notification on my phone it's all like head no longer appearing at rocket Expo, and i was like oh shit it's got to be because of the jonathan davis yeah. uh situa- you know wife situation and like yeah, i was like sad. man that's a totally good reason to not be here but like it sucks you right. know Cause like for, for a podcast like ours, it's hard to get, it's hard to pull artists like that, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a huge bummer for us, but I mean, the the amount of podcasts and people like yourself that we're big fans of are all here. So
2: it's still a really cool opportunity. You know, um, I'm thinking like next year I want to bring, um, I don't talk about him enough, but Nathan Mowry, who um, actually films my show and his career, Nathan films, all the fuzzy stuff. Um, he does a lot of videos, documentaries, I definitely want to bring him next year because people always talk about my show, but, you know, it's like he's he's the machine behind it. You know, he's the right. guy putting it all together for me, and he does a great job. Dan, yeah. I
1: don't think I'm getting enough credit Yeah, anymore. and that's <laughs> ca- that's kind of how I feel about <laughs> Joe
2: here.
0: Yes. He makes it all happen. You know, me and Buddy just show up and talk. You know, that's <laughs> our only, <laughs> that's you know, yeah. that's really our only thing. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's just, like, my opinions about the album. So, like, I don't have to, like, re- like I pre- I prep up so I know what I'm talking about, but it's one of those, like, Not having to really be accountable to anything Mm -hmm. is really easy on my side of it And then I show up as being the host and like take all the credit, you know, but like (laughs) But the reality is is like all those behind the scenes guys are really what drives what we all do. Yeah, definitely And uh, but no, it's cool. Yeah, definitely bring him out next time, man Oh, man. uh, Oh, cool. to cool to see him and you know, yeah, I think you'll like this a lot Yeah, for sure well, hey, man, thanks for doing the interview with thank us. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you,
2: guys. Thanks yeah, for coming thank on, you, man. There,
0: there will be many beers and many conversations. That's what you so. need.
2: You need a fourth guy on your show to get you beer. So, hey, right. go give me a beer. Well, well we, brought, we, brought our,
0: we brought our own beer because we're at, a, <laughs> oh, nice. we're at St. Louis, so I wanted to make sure I had my own St. Oh, that's Louis like beer some dark drink. beer. Yeah, dude. The IPA. If you like good. IPA, I'll give you one of those uh, Elysians, man. That's It's, it's oh, my nice. shit. I drink those every show. Oh, cool! Yeah, you can tell, especially after three or four hours talking about <laughs> yeah, in man. We were talking about uh, what was it? We were talking about In Flames. Oh my gosh, oh, the In Flames I, discussion. I, but like they had so many albums, it was like oh yeah. I got about halfway through, and you could tell I would had like three or four of these because they're like eight percent each. You know, you could tell I'd you know like you can't slam those like you can slam PBRs and stuff. You know, right? So yeah. it, it caught up with me pretty quickly.
2: Do you ever get mixed up ever at all? Where you just they have, you, have somebody ever corrected you?
0: <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy. Okay. Correct. Well, actually, it's funny. When I was on John's podcast, we talked. Uh, we talked with a guy named Adam Morgan who plays drums for the band Hope's Fall, mm-hmm. and uh, we, him and I got into like a flat out argument about like what record label released the vinyl version of their first <laughs> record. <laughs> it's like you realize this was my band. Yeah. Right? He's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, but you know what? Though it turned out that I was right. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> that is what it is. But uh, <laughs> uh, too funny. Yeah but uh yeah man no really cool can't wait to to chat uh off mic a little bit later uh, you know um should be good man thanks for coming on
2: thank you guys for having me thanks a lot man
0: all right i got my beer i got my vinyl
1: six hours later dan returns from the vinyl table
0: yeah wasn't that long like like five and a half easily (laughs) so the first one i got was uh, acrobatic tenement by at the drive-in which is one of my favorite albums Super indie, emo, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's good. And it's on red vinyl.
1: I saw some roots in there. Sepultura.
0: It's all you meatheads care about.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: well, as we were digging through there, uh, Dan was commenting about whether he was going to find something awesome, like at the drive-in or not, just name dropping it. And then he just so happens to find it.
0: Yeah. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: <laughs> it works. If you believe it's true, it will happen. Right.
0: I don't think I have to explain anything about Roots. I mean, it's it's Roots. It's bloody Roots. Yeah. This uh, Hello8s one was actually the most expensive. You son of a How bitch. How much you pay for that? It's interesting. Uh, so these are marked. So acrobatic tenement was $20, uh, Roots was 22 and Hello8s was 30 Okay. Total of $72. Woo. I paid 60 Hey, there you go. Yep. So you got 40 more
4: bucks for... Uh another couple vinyls at yep. least or one depending on what you yeah, find or, or
1: one really good one
4: yeah yeah
0: look at that man oh that
4: looks that pristine. blood
1: stain is nice there's yeah. gonna be a picture of that on twitter there, yeah
4: let's get oh, a yeah, picture yeah. of that that is some pristine vinyl
0: well yeah i mean i wouldn't have like paid money for it if it was all oh, scratched yeah. up yeah
4: i mean it <laughs> looks like it's not even been played Probably this haven't. is the last
0: yeah.
1: Hell that exists yes it's scratched no it doesn't play all right here take my money
0: No, if it doesn't play, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's worthless. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Not bad, dude. That looks badass.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. So this is the actual sleeve that it goes in. What? Oh, they have it out of the sleeve so you can see the artwork? Yeah, and then you got all the, uh, you know. Oh, hey, there you go. Lyrics. My vinyl copy of Ghost Thief is completely clear, so, I mean, you could lose that if you weren't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) It's like crystal clear. But if you lose it, Bruce Fitzhu kills you.
1: <laughs> well, it's fresh in my mind. I want to say thank you real quick to muses and stuff as well as tramps like us. Thanks for having me on, man. appreciate it. What cassette did you pick up
0: there, Dan? Oh, I picked up uh, Human Sacrifice by Vengeance. You mean Vengeance Rising, right? No, I mean Vengeance. You know, the band used to be called Vengeance. And then there was some other band named Vengeance that was probably some shitty 80s band. And uh, they changed the name to Vengeance Rising. So, so is that an original? Is an original.
1: Suck on that, Steven Sorrow from UnTeachers. I'm pretty sure Steven has it. <laughs> that dude's got all kinds of neat shit in his collection. Nice. <laughs> so I saw you
0: picked up a Lady Gaga vinyl. You want to talk about that, too? No comment. I almost bought Stripers to Hell with the Devil, but then I thought Toomey would make fun of me, so I didn't do <laughs> it. You mean he's but not going to make want, fun of you for he's that? He's going to make fun of me no matter what I do, but I'm just saying...
3: Any he extra headphones or no? Uh,
0: you can have these if you want. You them. can have his. Yeah, sure. He's our resident sound engineer, so I mean, okay, perfect. you can you can tell us later how you know how good he's doing. I just
1: realized how bad of an idea this
0: was. No man, he's a he's wow. a disciple, for
3: sure. They're pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you uh did you just talk to our buddies over at uh, Roach Coach? I did. Yeah. I did. They're good guys. They yeah. give you a hard time about third strike. No third strike questions. Oh, good, good.
1: All right, so I have a list. I okay. You have an hour. <laughs> so uh, a little,
0: a little bit of background on us. We, uh, we typically discuss bands' entire discographies. Uh, okay. Which we're not going to subject you to that today, because I mean, time's a, a finite resource. It is. But. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, uh, but, no, we're uh, we're massive uh, Third Strike fans, but I'm going to let Joe uh, – I'm going to let Joe – so I'm Dan, this is Joe, this is Buddy. Yes, sir. And uh, nice we have with us uh, Toby Wright. The man, the myth, the legend. The man, the, the myth, producer. the legend.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Here
0: I am. I can't even tell you how many albums I have in my personal collection that have your name on them. So –
3: Excellent. Well, I I paid people to put them on there. Very good. You know, just Vista Print, you know. For sure. All right. Print me up a bunch. (laughs) Vista Print, man. That's right. Gotta love it. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: (laughs) Gotta love it. One of my favorite albums is Third Strike. Okay. Lost Angel. Yep. Didn't know for a long time that you'd produced it. I didn't. And I... I figured that out probably after I got my copy of After We Go by Tantric. And I remember I ran into you last year and I was able to ask you about that. It's interesting to me that a band like Third Strike that wasn't around long enough to do more than one record, they did something that I've heard called kind of mediocre. We've talked to Jared Montague from Taproot. He says you're a bit of a hard ass in the studio, which that's kind of your job when you're you're trying to get a performance out of somebody. Yep so i guess my first question is when do you decide you need to motivate the artist when they're not doing what they need to do
3: well i can feel energy really in my body really heavily i guess is the word um and so when that happens and the energy in the room goes down and people aren't performing and they're just kind of moping around it's time to bring the energy up and get get back to that creative level um, so, you know, what I what I typically do is, you know, maybe we go outside. Maybe we, you know, just do another take with a little bit more oomph in it. Um, you know, there's certain things that I look for when we're recording, you know, and that's performance. And we've, you know, typically all, always been through pre-production. So we all know how the songs are supposed to be arranged, how you're supposed to be playing, etc. And um, so, you know, then... When you get going, if you're not living up to the performance that you did in pre-production, there's something wrong. Okay, well, what is it? And I might pull somebody aside and go, you all right today, buddy? You know, how's your your hand doing? You okay? You know, so on and so forth. And just try and inspire people to get more creative. And, you know, I know that solo you did in pre-production, that was pretty cool, but whip me out another one. We already got that one. Try another one. And so sometimes people, you know, they'll just go off the beaten path a little bit to gets that creativity going you know what i mean right so and just to correct you i did not produce uh third strike i just mixed it okay oh and okay. i ended up with only half the record the other oh. half was mixed by chris lord alge it went to chris first and then hollywood records decided we don't like this mm. it came to me and then i mixed it and then What happened at mastering was, oh, we like half of these and half of these, and it ended up actually perfectly in half. Right. (laughs) It is truthfully one of my
1: favorite records. It's a really cool record. You put a hand on it, just like, oh, there's another one. (laughs) You know, and and how much of that is your personal taste? Because, you know, when I'm listening to Dan or if I'm listening to him give a – a response to somebody's question or give his own opinion sometimes it's yeah i just want to be here but then other times it's I, I know you feel stronger about that than what you're saying so i wonder when you're producing a band or you're trying to inspire somebody like that how much of that is you just sitting behind and saying guys i'm not interested in what you're doing try harder
3: rarely um you know that does happen you know every once in a while but usually, when you know when the clock is running and people are in the studio, they're pretty much on point. Um, I would say a good 75 to 80 percent of the time, you know. And then you get the people who get a little bit comfortable, you know what I mean. And then things start slacking off, and creativity goes down, productivity goes down, you know, things like that. So then it's my job to inspire and, and keep it going and get that creativity and productivity back up.
1: You're like a manager at that point. A manager, type of, of manager of
3: the song and of the music, you know. And Dan, I, Mr. Calling. <laughs> yeah, clearly, but uh, you know,
0: <laughs> to to go back to the Jared Montague thing, we had him on uh, a couple months ago, right? And uh, he was he wrote a book recently called True Rock Stars, which like detailed the history of Taproot and all that. Cool. And uh, he had mentioned that whenever they were recording their second album, which was uh, Welcome that he was actually in danger of not getting to play drums on his own album that's true and uh i guess i just kind of wanted to see your take on on that and i mean you already confirmed it that it's true um but uh you know just what's your take on you know what what the you know
3: how quickly he was able to recover from that very uh i think that you know just if I remember correctly, the more of the the conversations that happened around, well, we might need a better drummer or a different drummer because he's not really coming to the plate with some of the stuff, um, kind of inspired him to reach inside and say, you know what, F you all. I'm, this is my band. I'm going to play on this record. Right. And I'm going to be good enough to play on this record. And he did and i you know hats off definitely to to jared for that because you know he's one of my heroes he fucking right. just right there you know that was kind know. of the brought story he it. told pardon that
1: was kind of the story he told too was yeah. you know i went back and i got my shit together and i came back and we put out what is to many people the best new metal one of the best new metal records ever released
0: yeah agreed yeah he told me you know like he told me you know off of off air that like He would go back to his hotel room, and have a full drum set set up, and be like, "Okay, well, I hopefully, you know, hopefully I get better enough in enough time to where I can get some sleep tonight. But if not, then whatever, you know." Right. And And, uh, yeah, he really brought it on that record, like for sure. (laughs) Oh yeah, um, I was very proud of him. Still am. Are there any bands that, uh, and you don't have to name names necessarily, but like, are there any bands that would show up to the studio and you're like, just like. Did you guys write a record prior to coming to the studio or was it just, you know, (laughs) did you guys just show up and expect greatness to just flow from your fingertips? How
1: important is pre-production? Well, that
3: did happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's a record called Jar Flies. Oh, no. uh, With Alice. And, uh, you know, they came off the road from uh, the Lollapalooza and, you know, we went right in the studio. And. You know, I asked Jerry Pryor, hey, you got any songs? He's like, yeah, I got some songs. We got to the studio. He says, hey, about those songs. I don't have any. I have four riffs. And yeah, I'm like, go. so what are we supposed to do for the next 10 days? And he's like, <laughs> you mind if we jam? I'm like, jam with the best band in the world? Let's rock and roll, kids. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so we did. And, you know, 10 days later, we came out with Jar of Flies. Wow. I really
1: did miss your calling because that's every conversation we had when we were making music.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, absolutely.
0: We just didn't have any kind of real backing. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know. Oh, well, that helps.
3: You know. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, is there anything that you've done? I mean, because I mean, like I can't think of a, of a Toby Wright produced album that I like. I haven't like enjoyed at least a little bit. Thank you. And uh, is there is there any albums that have come out that you felt like like you gave a certain amount of like really sound advice and just was not followed, or was there ever a time where you felt like, man, I really wish they had listened to me
3: on this? That always happens. Yeah, you know, um, in one respect or another, you know, it's you never ever are the driving force between, uh, before, you know, like for a hundred percent of what ends up on something. You know you have a band it's four guys five guys whatever ten guys however many are in the band everyone you know and there's already usually some songs started right so there's vision and there's idea there um and so you know i usually chime in and trying to arrange things and make instrumentation happen correctly and so on and so forth and you know so it's just my job is a suggestion you know and and not more of a dictator right um because you know, if it was a dictator, it would be. It would say Toby Wright presents on the top of each record. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? And it doesn't. So I, I, I consider myself more of a co-creator and inspirational type of, of person, um, you know, to help them get the performances they need. Is there an album in your
4: career that you've produced that if you had the ability to take all the experience you have now, that you would love to go back and redo knowing everything that you know now?
3: Oh wow! Um, we're gonna have to save that question, and I'll think about it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really rightly know. Um, I mean, you know, would I go back and do a couple of things differently on a couple of records here and there? Sure, you know, as you listen to them today. But one of those, one of those things, is the beauty of magic, and in, and you know spontaneity at the time, um, and you know you do a, you do a certain thing because. It is that time and so on and so forth. And so I think that, you know, like I said before, it just kind of, you know, lives in the moment and you have to, you know, for the time given and the place given, this is the best that we can do, right? And for each recording that you do in a a band's career and you hope that, you know, it lives on and, you know, to become a a classic record. I mean, I always shoot for that as part of, you know, as as the end goal, you know, because that's... That's what I would want as an artist, you know. Is there anything in the studio
1: you won't do if a band asks? Like the, the easy one to pick on is auto-tune. Is there something that if a band walks in and says, I want to do this and I want you to mix it this way, is there a cutoff where you say, no, I'm not going to do that?
3: Depends what it is. Like if the singer is that bad that he needs auto tune, <laughs> I mean, like, are we really supposed to be here? If somebody,
1: if, <laughs> when this when this guy walks up to me and he says, "Well, I think it sounds just fine if I do it this way," I say, "You need to stop cupping the mic."
3: And he has to trust you, and you have to trust him, mm-hmm. and and that's a big thing in the studio is trust, right? So I'm sitting behind the console and I'm listening through a pair of speakers, and we have a singer per se, you know, who's trying to cup the mic like this or whatever, in you know, <laughs> and on the studio. I'm like, hey, dude, you know, back off a little bit so we can get a nice air between you guys. Okay. If he doesn't want to do that because he thinks that it sounds better, then I have to somehow prove that it doesn't. <laughs> um, and, right. right? So you record him doing verse, And <laughs> it, the next yep. thing you know, come on in, let's listen to that. You know, and get to the verse, and he goes, and <laughs> What the hell was that right. you know, well, that was you cupping the mic oh shit can i do it again because i won't do that next time okay you got it perfect you know.
0: yeah you know there's a reason why the band that joe and i were in never crossed your desk you know because <laughs> right. there was a lot of that i mean i fought for years of being like we don't need a producer we don't need you know all this shit you know and we actually talked to somebody recently that you know was like yeah man they just get in your way and they this and that and this and that and then that band's not selling even
3: anywhere close to That's you right. know the worst thing that can happen is that you don't ask for help outside right okay so as as musicians and i'm a musician myself and i i ask for help outside because if i create it i play it it might not be the best thing that i think it is right, right? and so i'd like somebody else your opinion your opinion your opinion and let me know what's going on you know what I mean? As far as what your musical taste might be. Right. So, right. you know, I think that for all those bands out there that are listening, have some help, you know, and and make it somebody that's, you know, a, a professional in the industry and not your brother, your mom, your dad, somebody that doesn't, <laughs> right. you know, right. that has only your best interest at heart and is going to say, dude, you're the best ever. <laughs> uh, you don't want that. You don't want a yes person in your life. No, nope. You right. want somebody that's going to be fair but also hard on you as far as, you know, is that a good song or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. After listening to you talk
1: multiple times previous and meeting you last year and talking to you now, I think I know the answer, but my question is, is there one thing you wish everybody would do that's not being done before they decide to make a record? I think the answer is pre-production. That's Get correct. everything together before you come in here and spend your time, my time, and everybody else's money. And somebody money. else's yeah, money. The, the
3: answer is pre-production. And uh, in, in lieu of pre-production, how about a little bit more studio time and a little less messing around? You know what I mean? Because a lot of those bands that you're, that you're talking about have the holy smoke, we're in the studio vibe. And <laughs> they, they just screw around. And they waste time. And all of a sudden it's over and they're not done yet like uh i'm not really satisfied with that song that song or that song what do we do you know well in hindsight you probably shouldn't have been playing basketball while you should have been practicing your solo <laughs> what
0: song. were you doing for the last you know
3: three weeks right. yeah right. Like, yeah, <laughs> i was so excited i was playing basketball outside right <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice well we do not want to keep you for sure i know you've got a lot of podcasts to talk to you today and We've got a couple um, more thank you though yeah we appreciate we definitely appreciate your time and uh definitely got the few answers that we wanted from somebody that knows
3: what the hell they're talking about. Well, so. thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anytime. It's a pleasure meeting you guys, and thank you very much for your time, and I, I'll, uh, I'll leave you my card, and I'd love to see you, you know, I'd uh, love to listen to the podcast when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I appreciate thank it, you
0: much, Thank you very much, sir. Enjoy the expo. We'll see uh, We'll see you around. We'll be here all day. Yeah. Excellent. All uh, right, yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Thank you. you. Yeah, for sure. Alright, so we just got done talking to uh, famed record producer Toby Wright. Super cool guy, really open and honest about every answer he gave us. And, uh, yeah, man, got to talk a lot of cool stuff about Taproot, a little bit about Third Strike, a little bit about um, just his methods, the way he the way he does things and the way he approaches his job. And I can tell you right now, sitting here, that, you know, there's not a lot of albums that I've enjoyed out there that haven't had Toby Wright's out. Al- Toby right hands on it. So it was uh cool to get to shake hands, talk about his approach, talk about you know the way he motivates bands, and uh some of the thoughts that he might have after they leave the studio. It's interesting talking
1: to him now. It's not malicious what he's doing from his perspective. At least that's the way I interpreted it. It's kind of like a manager at your job. At the end of the day. Are they responsible for you executing your job technically correct? Or is their responsibility to motivate you to do your job well?
0: Right. It's one of those like, hey, man, I'm here to help you. But if you're not going to accept my help, I don't know what to tell you. You know, uh, I thought that was really cool. What he said about Allison Chains, the Jar of Flies album. That, that was one of the few bands that could just come in and fucking write their stuff. And it, as they were going. And obviously, you know, if you've heard Jar of Flies, you know that that was a great fucking release for Alice in Chains. So in that case, I really enjoyed the flexibility there of not just having a strict set of rules to follow necessarily, but it's just to be, you know, kind of a uh, judging by the caliber of the band. And Joe's a little bit over the moon right now because Toby Wright wore his headphones and shook his hand. Joe's literally never gonna wash his right hand ever again. Well,
4: he's definitely not gonna wash his head anymore because he put those headphones back on his head. Absolutely. And so now he's hoping that the Toby Wright,
1: you know, uh, got genius got starts oil seeping in through the headphones. Bald man, <laughs> right in here, right now. I don't even give a shit.
0: <laughs> and uh, let's give a hand for Buddy, who has stepped into the uh, shoes of Jeff to fill in. Uh, while Jeff deals with his uh, issues at home. Those are some big shoes. And we appreciate Jeff. We appreciate and tall Jeff, pants. But we are glad to have Buddy here in the moment. Thanks. So.
4: Yeah, it's, I mean, I grew up with you guys. It's always fun to be involved in projects with you guys. But, you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, I'll go ahead and put this on record that, you know, um, me and you, Dan, and Joe, we've grown up together. And a lot of the albums that we want to talk about, we've had the same experience
0: already through. Absolutely. So, we'll be listen. Buddy will listen to an album disc- or an episode of discography discussion and be like, dude, we had this exact same conversation like eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird that your opinion has not changed since then. Like, it's so really you know, what we're doing is the we're same cashing shit. in on 12 years of friendship. Absolutely. But now the masses get to hear it. <laughs>
4: exactly. They but yeah, we will definitely we definitely miss Jeff and we'll be glad to have him back when he can. Absolutely. Uh, cause he adds another layer to, to the discussion. So an emo layer. Yes. Yes. Sunny Day Real Estate. There you go. I said it, Jeff. Oh, shit. Take a drink. Although a I've drink. never
0: heard Sunny Day Real Estate. You'll be, I, you know, they're not bad. I got to give Jeff credit in that regard. They're a great band. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I mean, I just bought a Lady Gaga record. So, I mean, you know. It's true. I'm not really in any position to judge. But, like, I feel like the fact that I bought Lady Gaga and Hell Awaits by Slayer on the same day, that it works out pretty well, in, in my opinion. If you could have bought them at the same
4: time, you would have got some really interesting looks,
1: which would have been great. Absolutely. As opposed to the looks that you get for wearing a death t shirt and buying a Lady Gaga
0: record? Well, you know, Matt and Oz from Roach Coach definitely, you know, sniffed me out. I was walking past, trying to be real nonchalant. I walked right past Lauren, Matt, and Jenny, and Matt's like, I know.
4: Was it like Invasion of the Pod People, you know, where it was like pointing at you going, Aah.
0: It was. He, he was like, I know what you did. <laughs> I know. I know about it. <laughs> it's kind of like in Skyrim whenever you're like, you kill somebody and then like, the dark you're walking. Up. Yeah, you're walking around and then like a, a courier walks up to you and hands you a note. And it just says, we know And there's a black spot on the you know, like <laughs> You're like, oh shit. I, I Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> man, now all I want to do is play Skyrim. Now I got to go kill killing? all these people. <laughs> 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 all these nice, nice people
5: okay i don't know when we're going we're probably already going but it's me so what do you think the answer is we're, are, we are going. it's whatever you want dude i mean who the fuck is michael butler
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> i don't know
0: i've been wondering that the entire time i've been here is there a way for me to get headphones or uh, i can bring my own if you, you can need. have joe's headphones oh okay hey and toby wright wore those headphones And, so, uh, and Nas hey. wore those headphones yeah you're on a whole new level I, I, this is a whole
5: new level hi this everybody is. hey what's up oh, i'm well thank you so much thank you for having me
0: hey you're welcome we have uh we have three guests here for you tonight oh yes yeah. yes <laughs> we have uh mr matt Nas of the roach coach podcast and of the matters podcast hey, and from the transmissions from the dark side podcast yeah, that's correct because i can't stop you sir right. are multifaceted. hey <laughs> it inspired me to join another podcast really so yeah Awesome. Which one? Uh, I co-host uh, John's Untitled podcast with John Beatty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not.
5: Oh, fuck. I've seen promos for that. Yeah. 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 Because now it this shows up. This is the Dan. Yeah. Because it shows up in like my recommended and my other yeah. people who listen to your podcast listen to John's right.
0: Untitled. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. We actually, we actually talked to Jay Gordon from Orgy last week, which was fun. And, uh, yeah. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah, he was picking up his kid from a birthday party and still took the interview. Like, it was the craziest. He's, like, driving in his car. He's like, no, honey, we will in a minute. I'm just talking to these guys. <laughs> we're like, dude, if you got to go, I mean, just, you know, just, we, say, just say the word. Nobody gets it like I get it, you know. We
5: have kids. Right. Well, uh, yeah, but no, it's a pleasure to be here. I know that I've been here as part
0: of the Roach Coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, with us, we also have... Um, <clears throat> Also, seen. I can't do this with a straight face. Um, also, i seen on the or heard on the Roach Coach podcast is Mr. Prowlor. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, baby. Yeah, I don't know. No. Did I, I trim did the
1: bush well enough for
5: you?
0: You do with the bush? <laughs> I'll tell you what.
5: <laughs> oh, baby. I like it smooth as silk hold it we're
0: talking about bushes right right still talking about bushes
3: Prowlor. shrubbery
0: Shrubbery, right oh yes well we appreciate you coming by prowler oh baby did you find the bushes outside of the venue acceptable i'm not used to these tennessee ants they are not the
5: same they're not as easy to maneuver around plus jenny bloomer she is a meticulous gardener She's always
0: taking care of her shrubberies. I outside. did think it was weird when she got out of the car and took out a pair of shears. Exactly. And just went at it. I was like, hey, baby, take it easy. We asked her, why are you doing that? And she's just like, you trust me, you have no idea. <laughs> you wouldn't believe be- me <laughs> if I told you. And she just walked off.
5: I follow and sleep everywhere she goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go.
0: Eh, see you later, proud Lord. Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Manchin.
5: Charles Manchin.
0: So, Charles, you're up and coming.
5: Yeah, I've been, I've been up and coming. Yeah, 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 I'm 15 years
0: old. Uh, oh, see. I thought I, you were 16 now. I don't have no birthday. Oh, well, I mean, by that by that logic, though, I mean, wouldn't you be like you could be 21, right? And then when you go to the club, they don't I check want, your ID. I want
5: to be a moto. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Charles. I'm not like a Highlander. Like, please don't cut my head off to be the one. My dad loves Highlander. He makes me watch The Quickening, which is easily the worst in the series. I mean, I know it, you know it, we know it. Come on. (laughs) I I don't have a hip hop song about that yet. (laughs) Charles, me and she.
0: Charles Manchin, everybody.
5: Hey, uh, <laughs> Bravo! Uh, hit me up on SoundCloud. I am truly, honestly, on there or on <laughs> YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, if you do search for Charles Manchin, you will find Charles Manson, <laughs> who is not me. I do not uh, support anything that that man has done. Also, there is a Twitter. <laughs> there is a Twitter handle for Charles Manchin. Uh, which is a band that stopped recording records.
1: <laughs> yeah, I listened to that. I thought, you know, it was this really cool lo fi thing. And then I found out that's not you.
5: That is easily not me. I was not that old in 2011. But, uh, you know, I'm working on it. I would like to write
0: songs. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Charles, for taking the time today. I,
5: you know, I love being in Nashville, they call it Music City, you know, I'm here looking for beats, you know, normal places I look for beats, YouTube, YouTube, and also YouTube, like those are the three number one places for beats for me. You ever check SoundCloud? I put my stuff on SoundCloud, I don't put my stuff on (laughs) YouTube. I, I like to confuse people with my social media strategy. <laughs> you know, it's like Odd Future when they were all had like a million tumblers. It's a lot like that. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to be here with you. Please, my album, I, I've been up for a while, drops soon.
0: <laughs> all right. You guys can pick up. I've been up for a while by Charles Mansion Trust at Best you. Buy, FYE, Sam Goody, Virgin, <laughs> Harmony,
5: Virgin. Harmony House. Yeah. Uh, now that's what I call music.
0: Unavailable, available on cassette and CD, children. That's it. We have
5: a reel-to-reel. We're good. We have a wax cylinder. It's pretty good.
0: Whoa! Oh, Ch- Charles just ran. Charles just went on and on. <laughs> just... I think that's the most audio of Charles Mansion that has ever existed. <laughs> that is true.
1: This might be the largest recording of Charles Mansion of all time. Oh, his dad is yelling at him in front of us. This oh, is like this really is awkward and embarrassing. embarrassing. I'm feeling kind of sorry for him now. It's, it's like...
0: weird that his dad drove up here too, because I thought that he rode with Peralor. I It's weird. Yeah, baby, I don't, I don't ride with kids. <laughs> uh, uh, Can't do that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right, I'm out. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no more vo- no more voices, no more voices. <laughs> no, more voices. <laughs> no more voices. The dude is way too tired for that. Oh my gosh, uh, how was your rocking pod? Man, it's going great, dude. Um, I've drank a lot of beer. I hear you there. I'm sweating profusely. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I can't help it. It's the Fat Man's Burden. (laughs) You know? The Fat Man's Burden is generating extra heat. Right. I mean, check out my book. I will have the Fat Man's Burden written and released within the next year. (laughs) The Fat Man's Burden, the Daniel Terry story. (laughs) The Daniel Terry story. Also, check out my pod. Yeah. Check out my... (laughs) It's it's all of that. Subtitled. (laughs) Check out my pod. Also, check out my podcast. Do you like four-hour podcasts? Then you will love. You (laughs) will love. Right. Actually, like, it's funny. Every album recovered yeah. at once? We actually... Our longest episode is right now, I think, our most downloaded one, which is just crazy because our longest episode is three hours and 43 minutes long. And it was on the band azalea Dying, which I don't know if you know oh, their, yeah. their okay. whole story. I heard... So I don't. Let's just be transparent as fuck. Okay. I don't know
5: much about them, but I heard... That the lead singer got himself into a spot
0: of trouble. A bit of a spot. I mean, we've all been there. He hired a hitman to try to kill his wife. Okay. Yep. And uh, he, unfortunately, the hitman he hired was... um, Federal agent of sorts. Yeah, federal agent. And uh, he landed himself in prison for a number of years. He was released from prison relatively early. I think last year... (laughs) <laughs> and now the band's back with a new single. Right. And I saw it. It was but awesome. Before the band was back with a new single, we did that episode on As L.A. Dying, and we talked about it. Like, the last two hours were us just being like, well, I don't think I could ever give the band a chance because I know that guy's a piece of shit. We've got a lost profit situation on our hands here, you know? And uh, The band that we'll never cover. Right. And then John, my co-host on the other podcast, was like... Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, Ike Turner wasn't a saint, and people liked him. And I was like, well, that's fair enough. You know, but I was like, it's a little different. He's like, well, Tim Lambesis didn't actually hurt anybody. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's a little weird that all that happened. So, like, we went back and forth like that for, like, two and a half hours. And then that episode ended up getting so downloaded because... Like, nobody had really ever broached the topic. And for the very first time ever in the history of our podcast, what we were talking about was current and newsworthy. Because <laughs> we started getting messages back and forth like, hey, did you guys hear? I was like, well, we talked about it in this episode. And then they download the episode. And we're like, also, fuck you. It's three and, a half hour, three and a half hours long. That's a hour 45 for all of us double speed listeners. Right. I think you can get through all the albums in, like, what, an hour 40? Something like that. Hour 40, hour 50. I mean, if you listen to double speed, you know you're done in at least 35. Right, yeah. How's the uh, How's the pod been for you guys? I gotta say, um, we got here, so I think,
5: you know, I mean, we're not gonna lie, we were very disappointed that Head was not here. Well, know? for sure, us too. And at the same time, how can it be anything for, but selfish for me to be disappointed by that? Right. Like, what happened uh, to Jonathan Davis's wife is tragic. And those are his brothers. That's his family. Like, you don't fuck with family, period. The end. Right. I get it. There's like nothing you can say. Exactly. Except, boy, I would have liked to have had that chance to interview him. But, you know, he's still here, and his management company knows that he was going to be at this event. So we're going to give it a couple weeks, and we're going to reach out and say if he has 15 minutes and still wants to talk, we would love to talk to him. He can either talk to you guys or switch to Geico or, you know, whatever. 15 minutes or less, I swear, we will do an interview with him and change his mind about
0: insurance. Man, that was hard for us, like, because we, our interviews are always excessively long. Right. And so to cram it down into that 15 minutes, like, even with Toby, I mean, I could have talked to Toby, right, like, from when we started talking to him till right now. Right. You know, like, it, you know, I'm sure he would have been bored with that. But for us, we'd have been good to go, you know. And uh, the 15 minutes is definitely um, kind of the industry standard for interviews. And uh, I think that's the most challenging thing is, like, trying to get, like, the right questions in the right yeah. time frame.
5: I felt like the back half of the day bet went better for us. After Toby, it, it, it went better for us. Our first couple were a little rough. But I think we learned from them. Because it's like you want to establish rapport and you want to be able... You got to do everything fast. It's like, I want to establish rapport to show you that I actually know why you're here. Right. And who you are. And then the, I know your work. Like uh, the Tom Hazard, I mean, he sat down. We said, We're, we talk about new metal. And his eyes lit up. Right. Because I, I kind of had that feeling where it was like, oh, cool. I'm not going to have to talk about these other things that I've been talking about in seven other podcasts. I right. get to tell some other stories. So I think he was just grateful.
0: You're like, wow, we struck gold. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Oh God! Looks like they're having a bit of a jam up there now. Yeah, that is probably the part
5: that's the most unexpected. Like, I think like the podcast part has been great. Yeah, but like the uh, the stage part going on. I almost wish they were in a separate room just so they could actually put, turn it up for them too. Right. So that the people who wanted to hear those could hear those. But I kind of feel like, hey, you know what? The second year they're figuring it out. This is right. like a well put together event. Yeah. Um, everybody that we've worked with and talked to has been great. So Well, yeah, we were, we were thrilled
0: when you guys were going to be here because... Uh, you know, that I think the hardest part for our podcast, yours included, I think, too, a lot of the stuff that people are here to see and talk about aren't really our jam. Right. You know, and. Well,
5: I went to one of the vendors because I was trying to find something for. I said I was going to find a, a new, new metal, metal treasure, yeah. Right. So I ended up finding a POD shirt and two yeah. Guitar World magazines. Uh, but I, I went to the guy. I was like, Do you have any slipknot stuff? Yeah. He's like, God bless it. All that stuff's at home. I didn't think anybody here would want right. that. Stuff. And he was right. I'm like, I told him, like, yeah, it's a good call. I'm like, you are right. I am the minority. But
0: boy, I could have used a, a little slipknot anything. I really, I'm going to need an Iowa poster, like, right now. Right. Yeah, like,
5: be- you know, just, I, I don't think that that's asking too much, for that one of the still busiest, most booked, popular metal acts in the world. Right. You know? But I wouldn't say they're exactly.
0: This isn't necessarily a metal. Right. It's not metal and pod. It's rock and pod, baby. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of rock. Uh, a lot of rock stuff. I was surprised to find the Gaga record in there. That was that was probably the coolest thing I found in there. Uh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. You snatched that right up. Yeah. My wife is like super thrilled. But it's not for her. It's for me. So <laughs> you know, before we try to sell that deception. But uh, no, there there was definitely some cool stuff in there. Um, what, what blows my mind though, is some of the records, like you'd be going through them and it's like $15, $15, $20, $30, which what you expect with vinyl. And then you get one and it's like 124, you and you're like, whoa, wait, what? Well, that, that Rage Against Machine Records overpriced. I I
5: just eBay priced it. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's about $25 over.
0: Okay. Well, I will be hitting up eBay later. Yep. (laughs) But, uh. But no, it's re- definitely a really cool event, man. And um, I'm glad you guys had fun. Is this something you would consider doing next year? You know what?
5: I would like to do, I would either like to do this again or find another venue that does like a series of live events yeah. in a row so that each podcast can, you know, that's the hard part, I think, is that we didn't necessarily meet any new fans today. Right, yeah. We were in a room with a lot of other podcasters, which was awesome. Yeah. You know, because it's like we got to kind of commiserate and a couple of people came up to us. And I was like, "Hey, where are you guys from? What do you do? How are you guys doing with it? Anybody making any money?" No, nobody is. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on dot org. But like that 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 type of thing I I would love to be next year i would love to see the fan contingent be grown a little bit more yeah um but i do think just taking a look at this like there isn't any way for like the what we're recording right now for me to have anybody who is a fan of our show hear this right it was a great way for me in our show to connect with people in the industry that I wouldn't normally be able to get on the show easily.
0: Right. There's that, and it's also, like, what I like about it is the crossover, you know, like, Marvel crossover when, you know, Thor is on a Captain America, in a Captain yeah. America comic, and that's kind of like what we had tried to do when we had uh, when we had Roach Coach on discography. So it's like yeah. You know, I think I think fans of their show and fans of our show would think that there was cool. A, there yeah. is an
5: overlap. Yeah, yeah,
0: some crossover there, and uh, we've been able to achieve that, but yeah, in, in a... Uh, And in an environment like this, it's really just, I've been telling people, yeah, it's not like we're going to be giving out a thousand business cards, but it's kind of like a networking opportunity. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, like we would meet people, we've, we've already been asked to be on like, what, how many podcasts now? Like just from being here. Three or four, yeah. and plus I was on one while you were off getting. Yeah, food I, I I literally <laughs> went to look through the vinyl, and I come back, and Joe's already been on someone's podcast, like, which I'm is like, awesome. Whoa! And that's <laughs> the thing is, like, I wouldn't know
5: about this this show or that show or this show, right? You know, obviously, there's some shows that would never apply to our genre, right? Um You know, we're not going to do a piss a piss, they're con- <laughs> not going to do a piss contest, guys. Yeah, or a kiss podcast. We <laughs>
0: oh shit. Uh, take that. Kiss Podcasts. Oh, snap. Careful, dude. We're kind of surrounded. I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, no. They'll yeah. straight up murk me. For sure. <laughs> I never thought I'd get shanked by a dude in Kiss makeup, but here we are. I want to rock and roll all night. Right. Uh,
5: <laughs> well, guys, I think I'm taking a look at them and trying to figure out where they're at. So... Yeah, they're looking kind of bored. So. I think so. Like, all right. When's Matt going to get... And I'm like, I know that if we get going into another topic, it yeah. will be another
0: hour. You got those guys in, You got those guys on Skype. You can talk to those motherfuckers anytime you want. You know, it's like, come on. But it is great to put <laughs> everything together and talk face-to-face. Yeah, for sure, man.
5: And uh, your time. episode of Matters was like one of the highlights for Matt and me this year, I think. Really? We were like, oh, I appreciate that. That was a great app. Great app.
0: Cool. All right. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, and we'll, guys. Uh, we'll cut. We'll probably load up and get out of here pretty quick after...
1: This has been a DiscussMetal.com recap of Rock and Pod Expo 2018. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at DiscussMetal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks.